Great morning, beautiful people. Great, great, great morning, beautiful people. Uh, Sunday morning, January the second, second day of this uh, <laughs> Roman New Year. Yeah, the second day of the Roman New Year, man. Uh, you know, either way you see it, whether you re- you're, whether you whether you celebrate the Hebrew New Year, whether you celebrate uh, the New Year that we typically follow, um, it's a, it's a chance for a new beginning. You know, you don't have to wait until uh, a new year. You don't have to just whenever you have it in your mind to to start over, or to embark on some journeys that you were previously. Uh, waiting on or you were previously just holding off, uh, this is the time to do it. Just like yesterday was the time to do it. Just like two weeks ago was the time to do it. But if you awake this morning and you're breathing and you got blood running through your veins, this is the time to do it. This is the time to step out. Um, this morning, I want to talk about the Spirit of the Lord, what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, what, the Spirit, what I believe the Spirit of the Lord is saying to all of us. Um, you know, a lot of times when we... Um, Man, when we have different programs and we have different worship experiences, uh, we, we, we hear people say all the time, I got to usher the spirit in. We got to usher the spirit of the Lord in. And um, I'm not saying that that saying is incorrect. I'm not saying that it's wrong. But uh, I'm a person that I love to look at precepts or original intent, original idea. What was God's original relationship with man? Adam, if you go back to the book of Genesis, Adam never prayed. Adam never even worshiped. Adam never sang a song. (laughs) Adam never did any of this thing. And I'm not saying any of this stuff is wrong, but I'm, I'm trying to prove a point. Adam was in such a close relationship with God. God was so much Adam and Adam was so much God that he had no reason to even call God to come speak to him or to try to seek the presence of God because Adam understood that God was always with him. If you pay attention, Adam did not understand a divide or or think about a divide between him and God until after he sinned, after he ate the fruit. And that's when the Bible said he realized he was naked and then he went and hid. And God had to come find him. A God came in the, the warmth of the day walking through the garden and he asked, where art thou? So in Adam's mind, the reason why God had to look for him, because in Adam's mind, Adam separated himself from God. And because Adam separated himself from God, God came looking for him. Now, that's a beautiful thing right there. I really want you to understand that Adam sinned, but Adam didn't go looking for God. Watch that. Most of us, when we sin, we think we have to find or make our way back to God. But Adam sinned and God came looking for him. Where art thou? He came looking for him. So you need to understand that whatever your situation is, whatever you're going through, that God is looking for you. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. God is looking for you. He does not care what you did. He does not care what you're doing. The Bible even teaches us that no man can come to the son unless the father empowers him. The spirit empowers him. So in your mess in whatever you're going through god still seeks you out a lot of times we say find god but god we don't find god god finds us god finds us believe me when you get that yearning for god and you're ready to just push towards god you're ready to want him you're ready to love him it's because he actually placed that yearning on the inside of you he's tempting you to come look for him that's crazy but he's actually touching you making you 
feel him. He's making you yearn for him. The Bible says that even he in his creation, that he put the yearning for him in his entire creation. He didn't say humans. He said he put a yearning for him in his entire creation. That means that everything that has breath yearns for God. Everything that has breath yearns for God. Even your animals, even animals yearn for God. When you hear them in the morning and let's look at worship. Worship is what we were created to do when we are following the pattern of the creator. That's what worship is. Worship is not singing songs. It's not all. Worship is what when we're doing what we were created to do when we are following the pattern or doing what the creator created us to do. We fall in line. That's worship. So when a bird flies, a bird is actually worshiping because the bird is doing what it's created to do. When the bird tweets, a bird is actually worshiping because it's doing what it was created to do. When fish swim, the fish are actually worshiping. They were doing what they were created to do. So when us purpose is everything, when we find our purpose and we're walking in purpose and we do what God created us to do, that's when we're worshiping. That's when God is the most pleased with us. That's when he's the most pleased with his creation because he's like, they're doing exactly what I created them to, them to do. So let's go back to the beginning, what I said about the spirit of the Lord. You know, a lot of times we say we have to usher the spirit in. But if we follow the, the template of Adam, Adam, before he sinned, understood that the spirit was always with him. The spirit was always with them. There was no ushering the spirit in. There was no calling on the spirit of God. The spirit was with him. Work, the, the type of worship that was created by man that we, we, we sometimes call worship today, it was created out of sin. After man sinned, then man started trying to figure out a reason or a way. It, it's like this. It's almost like R. Kelly wrote a bunch of... of begging songs <laughs> you know what i'm saying meaning whenever he messed up with a woman he would always write a song to try to get the woman back r kelly would sing songs to women when a woman's fed up you know what i'm saying so he would sing song after he knew he messed up he'd make up a song to try to get back in the woman's good graces catch what i'm saying that's what modern day worship is Worship was created out of sin to try to get back to God's good graces. Amen. But people, when you, when they were Adam, because Adam, Adam walked upright and Adam had no sin in him. Adam, Adam didn't even have a recognition that sin existed. That was, that was what eating the fruit did. Eating the fruit made him aware of sin. He had no awareness of sin because he had no awareness of sin. He had no need to worship. He had no need for none of that because he was in such a close relationship with God. He understood that the spirit of God was always with him. The spirit of God walked with him and talked with him. He had no reason to call God. God was there. Amen. So God is trying to get us back. That's what Jesus came to do. Jesus is the second Adam. This is why Jesus would always get mad with his disciples when they would when they couldn't do stuff and they had to run him down. Master, can you do it? And he say stuff like, how long must I be with you? You unbelieving generation. This is how Jesus used to talk to his. Jesus was cold when it came to talking to his disciples, man. But this is how he would talk to his disciples. How long must I be with you? You, you haven't figured this out yet. And so in a lot of ways, he's sometimes asking us this too. How long? 
How long is it going to take you to figure this out? That you walk with me, you talk with me, I in, dwell in you, I am with you always. The only time you're separate from me is when you're sinning. <laughs> That's when I have to leave you. Remember, even Jesus, when he went up on the cross, he said, Eloi, Eloi, Lamai, Sabachthani, translates to my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He said that because at the moment that he was about to be crucified or die, he became sin for the entire world. When he became sin for the entire world, God had to leave him. Therefore, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because no flesh can inherit the kingdom of heaven. Sin cannot even be in God's presence. God had to completely leave the body or the man that is Jesus for Jesus to even die. Because his glory would keep him alive forever. He had to completely leave him. Completely step aside. He had to make Jesus feel the depths of the, the most crushing, just depressing separation ever. He had to make him feel it. He had to go through it. Christ had to go through it so that we can have an understanding that no matter how much we feel separate from God, how much we feel crushed or just uh, away from God, that he's always there. He had to, the Bible says it pleases him to crush his own son on the cross. So he had to make his son experience it so that we can have moments in our life that no matter how dark they get, no matter how separate we feel away from him, that he, can, he will redeem us back to him. That's what he does. He's always there. Amen? But the Spirit of God, what is it saying? I believe that the Spirit of God is saying, not just for 2022, but it's been saying that whatever you're concerned about, I'm concerned about. I believe the Spirit of God is saying to the people to look around your communities and, and stop being so blind as, as, as to what is going on. Stop just saying to yourself, well, it is what it is. And, and we can't do nothing about it, so we're just waiting on Jesus. We're waiting on that old goodbye and bye when he comes and gets us and pulls us out of this cruel world. I, I love my people. But sometimes when I, I, I encounter people with that attitude, it really does something to me. You know, I understand you're saved. I understand you're a Christian, but waiting on the quote unquote rapture or waiting on some force to just snatch you away from here and not even attempting to do anything about the world, the community, the situation. I just don't get it. I really don't get it because that's not biblical. The spirit of the, the spirit of the Lord always talked to the people concerning their communities. It always talked to if the spirit of the Lord was not concerned with the welfare of the people down here. He would have never told Jonah to go to Nineveh to tell the people to repent. Now, now catch this. He didn't say repent or you're going to go to hell. He said repent or I'm going to destroy your community. Repent or I'm going to destroy where you live now. See, we, we've gotten it all mixed up. We think it's, it's all about being saved so that we can go to heaven. God says, no, repent and fix where you live now. Earth is his domain. He created the earth for us to populate it and make earth like heaven. That's what he created earth for, to expand the kingdom of heaven to earth. So he wants us. 
even with Sodom and Gomorrah. He says, if you find a righteous one, told a lot, if you find one righteous person, I won't destroy it. I won't destroy the kingdom here. Lot, Manning, Somerton, Sodom and Gomorrah. I won't destroy that kingdom here. It's not about some by and by. It's not about some other world. Repent and I will allow the kingdom here to thrive and to live on. We've gotten it mixed up. The spirit of the Lord speaks to us concerning our communities, concerning our children, concerning our generations. I, I just wonder, man, because a lot of times we get in a position where we are, we're, we're quote unquote ushering in the spirit. And all we're saying is uh, 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 get the music right. Uh, get the clapping right. We got people shouting and we got people running around and oh, we got people falling on the floor. Oh, the spirit of the Lord is here. The spirit of the Lord. So what is the spirit of the Lord saying since it's here? It, it has the spirit of the Lord ever just said, stop, cut the music. Because somebody sitting in here is about to go out and find when they get home that their child has murdered somebody in the community. Spirit of the Lord ain't never say that. The Spirit of the Lord ain't saying, stop, cut the music. Don't even preach today, but talk to the people. Tell Because somebody in here is broken. And there's a couple in here right now that's battling domestic violence, domestic abuse in their own house. But they're sitting in this church right now. And they're going to go home and tear, tear their house up when they leave. Spirit of the Lord ain't never say that. The Spirit of the Lord has never told you to address what's going on in your community, what's going on with your children, what's going on with everything that's around you. All it's telling you to do is shout. All it's telling you to do is dance. I, I, I just have to question, are we really, really hearing the spirit of God? God bless you. I love you. But think about it, man. Think about it.